The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Know the difference. Now, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. CPI, PPI, and here come the bank earnings. Welcome. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. In the next hour, going to hear the difference. An Annex client will share their story. Ask Annex is coming up. And a bunch more. Glad you're here. I'm Danny Clayton, Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer. Welcome. Thank you, Danny. Brandon Lehman, Director of Branch Development, CFP and Wealth Manager. Welcome to you. Thank you, Danny. It's good to be here. Yeah, so Derek, let's just jump right into that. There's been a lot of data coming out this week. Let's start with the high points. What most surprised you that you saw this week? Well, I think what really surprised me was when you look at the bulk of the news that the the stock market actually weathered the storm fairly well. Small cap stocks were up 1.5% on the week. The S&P was up almost 1%. And the NASDAQ uh, finished roughly flat. So with that information, you know, seeing that market kind of do that, but what was the data? You know, I heard CPI, PPI, Danny talked about it in the open here, but there was a lot that came out this week. A lot of, I don't want to call it necessarily surprises, but just a lot of data in directions some were not necessarily expected. Well, the, you know, the headlines were, were very positive on CPI and PPI, but when you looked under the surface, the core uh, CPI remains above, well above what the Fed is targeting. Uh, PPI was a good number as well. So the market, you know, kind of rallied on that on Thursday, and we, we saw basically that the Fed fund futures continue to say the Fed's going to raise rates 25 basis points in May, so no real reaction from the fixed income markets. Uh, the, the number that really was a little bit worrisome was a retail sales number on Friday came in well below expectations, up 2.9% on a year-over-year basis, and that's a nominal term. So if you adjust for inflation, retail sales in terms of units are actually down. And then when you compound that with the consumer sentiment survey, which on the surface sounded good, when you look in the finer details, what you saw is investor expectations about future inflation actually ticked up to 4.6% from 3.6%. And this is exactly what Chairman Powell does not want to see. Yeah, and I agree with the inflation. I mean... I bought fertilizer. It was up $20 from last year, and sugar's more expensive. So, Well, sugar's at a 10-year high, so that's not going to be great for Coca-Cola's margins going forward. Well, and you also look at oil. I mean, you mentioned in, earlier when we were talking, oil's up $20 a barrel it, from last month to this month. I feel that at a pump, and I think everybody's feeling that at a pump. I mean, the, w- the way I look at the current environment, you know, I just got back from Sanibel Captiva in Florida, and they had a hurricane, and it did a lot of damage. So the first part of the hurricane that's hit the financial markets is a Fed tightening, tightening rates. That caused multiples to compress. I think we're now sort of in the eye of the storm because we're waiting to see what the effect of all those rate hikes will be. They raised the Fed funds rate 475 basis points in a very short period of time, and many investors got used to paying zero in terms of interest. So interest expenses for companies will go up. Valuation multiples ought to be compressed somewhat, and there's going to be a credit seize up at some point in the future. So talking about that, you're talking about, you know, the interest rates all but then there's earnings that started this week. And Friday was the first day we saw this. J.P. Morgan came out. What else, you know, what did we see from that? Well, J.P. Morgan, you know, that's a, that is a very, very well-run bank. Great great operating metrics. They they blew the cover out of the ball. The stock closed up 7% on the day. And investors are interested in J.P. Morgan because they wanted to see what the impact of those bank failures was. And, yes, they did gain deposits from smaller banks. Uh, their net interest margins, they actually guided them up a little bit. So J.P. Morgan pr- put in a great number. PNC, well 
Wells Fargo, those numbers were a little squishier. And, and next week, we're really going to hear from the banks we want to hear. And those are the commercial real estate loaded regional banks. So on that with the banks and the earnings, I know internally we've talked a little bit about opportunities, you know, technology. Where do we see that right now with these rising rates? You've mentioned it before. Todd and Dave have mentioned rates and the impact on the tech sector and growth in general. What What is that? Well, the tech sector has been really strong at the beginning of the year, and they these are companies that basically overhired during the pandemic. So they've been cutting costs, and investors have rewarded them with that. Like, for example, Meta is up an enormous amount uh, year-to-date, as is you know Apple and some of the others. But but basically, the valuations are a 35% premium to the S&P. So tech stocks right now, relative to the market, are more expensive than they were pre-COVID and, frankly, at the peak of the tech, tech bubble. And that's just very interesting to see, given everybody feels like the market's not in a good spot. But actually, you know, you've talked about multiples. You've talked about earnings. We're actually at a pretty expensive market, right? Well, we are. If you, if you, well, actually, if you t- strip out the top 10 weightings in the S&P 500, we're trading at about 15 times earnings, which is reasonable. But when you add in those top 10 names, we're more t- closer to 19 times, and that is an expensive market. Dirk Felsky, Chief Investment Officer. Brandon Lehman, Director of Branch Development at Annex Wealth Management. Looking for the weekend review. You can get it this weekend on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, need your help on the Axiom poll this weekend. If you're already in retirement, what do you know now you wish you knew before? Sunday, April 16th, it's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're going to be right back on 92.5 Fox News. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. SWAT podcast every single Monday morning for the Annex Wealth Management Investment Team. It's pretty high level, but if you really like that stuff, you can find it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, usually about mid-morning. This show, available on demand at the top of the hour on Spotify. Derek Felsky's in the studio. He's Chief Investment Officer. Brandon Lehman, Director of Branch Development, CFP, and a Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. So, Derek, earlier we talked a little bit about just all the data that came in. What are we seeing and what do we think the Fed's response potentially could beat all this new data? Well, and, you know, and how the Fed responds essentially is really important because when the Fed is accommodative, you want to own equities, and when the Fed is tightening, you really don't. Uh, so we've had a really nice rally, even though we've been raising rates. But I think, you know, that right now the market believes we'll get one more 25 basis point uh, hike uh, based on data, and that'll that'll be it. In fact, the market itself, the fixed income markets, are actually thinking we're going to get three 25 basis point rate cuts in the back half of 2023, which we don't really believe we'll see, because we believe this inflation problem is going to be persistent. you got oil prices that are moving higher. The dollar's been weakening. There's a lot of uh, political gyronics around the reserve status of the currency, and you know, Russia, uh, India, uh, Saudi Arabia, and China all trying to kind of take away that, that advantage of United States enjoys. So there, there are a lot of issues out there. And so when I talk about a hurricane in the eye of a hurricane, stocks do tend to do well when the Fed pauses from a rate hiking cycle. But the problem is at some point, if the economy weakens enough, they cut rates. And that's when you really don't want to be involved with stocks until things bottom out. And that's typically, you know, most people are thinking, oh, they're going to cut rates. That's going to be good. But as you said, that could be 
actually not as good as most people are hoping for. Um, so what are some of the trends, given everything that's coming out, given up some of the data, what are some of the trends that we are seeing that you think are some opportunities that remain here in this year? Well, we've been talking about this for a long period of time, and I think people have finally woken up to it, that if you're sitting with money in a savings account earning less than 1%, um, that's foolish. You can go out and get a 5% yield on a treasury bill uh, guaranteed by the U.S. government. You don't have to pay state uh, income taxes on that, so that's a good opportunity in a period of uncertainty. Secondly, you know, we're going to m- sell in May and go away. That's not really a full to- foolproof strategy, but historically returns from May until October are less than they are the other six months of the year. Yeah, just sell in May and go away. You hear that all the time, but there's a lot of things going on and there's a lot of things to pay attention to. So with the trends, I also want to talk about emerging markets. Um, It's been a trend that we have talked about here in the office. It has come up a lot in client meetings where people have said, emerging markets, you guys have it. Why do you have it? What does it mean? Why are we looking so closely at emerging markets right now? Well, emerging markets are extraordinarily cheap. And if you think about emerging markets, 40 years ago, those countries did 20% of global GDP. They're not closer to 50%, yet the market cap of emerging market stocks relative to the developed market in the United States is much, much lower. So basically the Warren Buffett credo would tell you they're undervalued because you look at stocks as a percentage of GDP. The other thing is the valuations are incredibly attractive. The PE multiple on on the emerging market index is half what is in the S&P. And then finally, you've got better demographics. You've got younger populations in places like India and, and Brazil and the rest. So we do like emerging markets. We we have a more of a value tilt in, in our approach to that. Plus, if the U.S. dollar continues to be weak, that helps the performance of international equities because they're denominated in local currency. Well, so when the dollar goes down, that means the currency goes up in dollar terms, which adds to your returns. Does it help to just with commodity prices being high in most economies utilize commodities. They're, they're trading oils, they're trading rubber, things like that. Is that also a benefit to the emerging markets? Right. Some some countries depend a lot on commodity exports, and certainly, you know, copper prices have been strong. Um, you know, uh, sugar prices, as I mentioned, are up significantly. So if you believe inflation is going to be persistent, emerging markets ought to perform well in that context as well. Yeah, I think there's just a lot of good things going on right now. And you look at the investment team that we have here at Annex, you look at Derek, Todd, and the entire team, and Dave, and the investment policy committee, there's some great heads here working together to make sure that we put the right portfolios together given the current situation. Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer, thanks for joining us. You're very welcome. Brandon Lehman, our Director of Branch Development at CFP and a Wealth Manager. He's staying for the rest of the hour. We are glad you are here. Hear the difference. An Annex Wealth Management client will share his story. We'll do that next on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Someone asks how you are. Most of the time, it's good. So how's your money, your investments, your retirement plans? Given everything going on, good might not be the answer. It's time for Annex Wealth Management. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Annex will build a plan that addresses your financial, retirement, tax, and estate planning. Annex Wealth Management can change the conversation. We don't want you to answer, good. We want you to feel the confidence of saying, great. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, and that's the goal of this segment. During our shows, we share the thoughts and talents of our team in hopes that you make the decision to partner with Annex Wealth Management for investment, retirement, estate, and tax planning. We believe in what we do and how we do it. 
but what's it like in the real world with real clients of Annex Wealth Management? Joining me is a longtime client of ours, and for sake of this segment, we're going to just give you a little anonymity and just call you Dan. That cool? That sounds great, Dan. That's great. Well, welcome to the show, Dan. Right at the top, because we operate in complete transparency, it's important for the audience to understand you are a client of Annex Wealth Management. That is correct. Annex is not providing any type of compensation for your time on this segment. Correct. And there are no conflicts of interest between you as a client and Annex as a firm. Correct. Let's get to the fun stuff. Dan, how far back do you go with Annex Wealth Management? I first interviewed Annex in late 2007, and I officially joined as a client in February 2008. You're a smart guy. You're a medical doctor. Was there a do-it-yourself portion when it came to investment and retirement planning? I did all my investment and retirement planning until I joined Annex. Everything? Everything. Read the papers, kept up on the charts, made your moves, all that stuff. Correct. I wanted to consider hiring someone prior to that. Over the years, I had looked at different firms and different advisors, but I never found someone that I felt gave me a value for what they were offering. And I felt that many of the people were more interested in their fees and what they could get from me rather than what they could do for me and help work with me on my long-term plan. Was there a moment on the path to retirement that you said, you know what, I probably really should have a pro in place? I considered in the early 1990s hiring someone, and over the years, I periodically looked at different people. And then in 2007, I said to my wife, I've reached a point in my life where I want to have more free time. I don't want to have to do studying and wondering about investing and making all my financial decisions and planning decisions on my own. I had accumulated a fair amount of assets at that point, and I wanted to have more time with my wife and family. And so I decided that I was going to hire someone, and there were better options by that point. The whole financial planning environment had changed where there were better firms and that were more concerned about clients than just charging fees. What was it that led you to choose Annex Wealth Management as the partner? In late 2007, I researched a bunch of different firms and I picked four of them. I made my wife go along and I interviewed all four firms. I had a list of questions I prepared and I asked all of them the same questions. After discussion and looking at all of my options and having interviewed everyone, I spoke with my wife and I decided that Annex Wealth Management offered me the best team to work with. Things I liked about Annex is that it was more than one person, it was several people, and they offered different areas of expertise. Also, they were going to work as a fiduciary. They were going to charge me a percentage of assets based on a yearly percentage that covered all of my financial planning, not just investing, but if I had questions about paying my mortgage early or how much money should I save for my kid's college education or if I should invest in other things or how much I should put in retirement assets versus other assets. And so I really wanted someone to help me with that also to talk about tax management, to talk about as I got older, if I needed long-term care insurance and just a number of financial questions. And the thing I really liked about Annex is I didn't get charged an extra fee for every question I asked. When I used to meet with my accountant, if I would ask an extra question, there was an extra fee. And with Annex, I knew what I was paying and it was a percentage and it was the same every year. And for that, I could ask any questions that I wanted. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. We're chatting with Dan, a longtime client of Annex Wealth Management. So you've been with us over 13 years. I know what got you in here, but how did we keep you for all these years? Annex has been a great partner for me and my family. The reasons I hired Annex in the first place continue to be true over time. They took away a lot of work from me. I no longer had to 
study and figure out my asset allocation and what things I wanted to invest in. Annex took over all that. My financial planning decisions regarding funding my kids' college versus my retirement versus paying down the mortgage and other financial decisions, they helped me go through all those decisions so I didn't have to do the homework that I did previously. As I moved along in my life, different decisions came up. I'm older now and I moved towards retirement. They helped me make a decision as to when I could retire and how much money I needed to retire. They helped me decide what to do as far as long-term care insurance. They helped me decide what to do with health insurance as I retired. All of those decisions and questions I was able to discuss with my team at Annex, and they were able to give me advice, and they didn't charge me any extra money for discussing those. I just have the one fee, which covers all my investments, but it covers all my financial questions and decision-making. The other thing and the other reason that I really wanted to hire someone is that if something happened to me, my wife would not know what to do, and I did not want to ever leave her in a situation if I would pass away for some reason that she wouldn't know what to do. Now with having Annex and having all my assets and all my paperwork here, if something happened to me, she would come in and talk to the team and they would take care of her and everything is already set up. Let's talk about the really good stuff. How's being retired? Being retired is great. I am very happy in my decision. It was hard for me to leave medicine, which has been a huge part of my life, and my patients are like an extended family to me. I was very fortunate. I had awesome patients who are really good people, and many of whom I had known for more than 20 years, and I had a long-term relationship with them, so that's the hardest part of But also in medicine, I worked a lot more than 40 hours a week. It took away from my family, and so I reached a point in my life where I wanted to devote more time and energy to my family, and I felt I owed them that, and that's the main reason I retired. Know the difference. The place to start with investment, retirement, estate, and tax planning, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Dan is a longtime client of Annex Wealth Management. Dan, thank you for letting us be part of what sounds like a wonderful start to a retirement. Thank you very much, Danny. If the only tool you have is a hammer, everything you fix looks like a nail. Same thing goes for some annuity salesmen. Need help with tax planning? Maybe you need an annuity. Recession coming? Have you tried annuity? Retirement planning? You get the picture. Sometimes you need more than a one-tool solution. It's time for serious fee-only fiduciary planning from Annex Wealth Management. Our in-house team of experts will offer you a rigorously tested plan built just for you. Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. Need to reach Annex Wealth Management but want to skip the computer? No problem. Call us. 239-350-6363. 239-350-6363. Let's talk soon. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? It was drilled into our heads. Do the right thing. Put away and save money while you're working. Don't touch it. Keep building it. And it's hard to argue because that's an excellent way to build a solid nest egg to draw upon when retirement happens. But what happens when our human nature creeps in? After all, there's a psychology behind spending in retirement. And that's what we're going to talk about with Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development at CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. Well, thank you for having me. Okay, right or wrong, Deanne, we should save and invest as we go along until every day becomes a Saturday. What's wrong with that? Yes, Jenny, we should. And most people feel they are doing the right thing, putting away their money in retirement plans, plus savings, maybe even a 529 for tuition planning. The point is they're saving while they're working. They're told, don't touch it, just keep building. Then when the excitement of retirement is upon them and that dust settles, 
they realize they need to replace their work paycheck. Is that hard for them to grasp at? Decades, they've been seeing paychecks, and then they turn into the ones who are issuing the paycheck, and it's not coming in anymore. It's it's going out. Does that mess with our heads? I'm kind of a glass-half-empty guy anyway. I don't see you that way, Danny, but it does mess with our heads. It's interesting, actually. They're used to socking away for other things, like putting money away to buy a car, or even in that college tuition plan, and they know that when it's time for tuition, they pull the money out of the plan. It seems natural. They're ready to buy the car or put the down payment on the house. They just do it. But somehow, for some reason, they get the psychology of, well, I'm not working anymore, so I can't let that retirement pot of money go down at all. This is actually false. It's supposed to go down. It's supposed to fund our retirement. But there are all sorts of unknowns that play into our fears, such as how long will I live? Could I outlive my money? How much will I need if healthcare keeps going up? And of course, I want to have enough money to do the fun things. And we all know without doing a financial plan, this can lead someone to stress out and go into the psychology of, well, I have to have actual income coming in to offset those expenditures. Even if people have substantial assets, do you find that they get nervous about running out of money? Absolutely, they do. They go from hearing, don't touch it, to touch it, and they they do fear running out. What they're not taking into consideration, though, there's still growth on their assets happening over time. They got the snowball in motion. They're not taking the entire thing out and putting it under a mattress, okay? So it is the power of compound interest working over the decades. Also, something, especially for women, comes into play. It's called bag lady syndrome, so. This is the psychology. No matter where you are, how much you have, you have a fear of outlasting your assets and being a burden on your family. How hard is the fight to turn on Social Security at the right time? Do we feel that it's like, oh, 62, I want to get something? So I'm really glad you're bringing this up because many people then turn mentally to needing income in retirement to be able to pay their expenses when they can't get their head around, just pull from my retirement funds. So they turn on Social Security, and maybe they will turn it on right away. They retire, here they go. What they're doing is giving up the growth of their payment and what their payment would be in the future because of their fear of not having immediate income stream. But this is exactly why they've been putting away that money, remember, to pull it out, use it for expenses. This is one of the biggest, I'll say it, mistakes that we as planners can see. People turn on all their sources of income right away when they retire, not thinking about the tax consequences, their cash flow situation, not thinking about how much they really actually need and how it might impact them, and not really doing the planning period. They just turn on the cash flows and try to deal with it from there. And this is where it's really all about that math. And we've got tools to help. One is the, at least what I think, the inelegantly named bucket strategy. <laughs> yeah, so we like to think of expenses in two different branches or tranches, buckets, if you will. Ooh, tranche is much fancier. <laughs> the first tranche is your expenses that you have to have. So basically, I have to have these basic expenses to keep my life running. Rent, mortgage, utilities, basic food in the fridge, gas in the car, personal maintenance. The second bucket is the fun bucket, I call it, the discretionary tranche or the, hey, I want to have bucket, not I need to have. This bucket might contain travel, extra entertainment, above and beyond expenditures, those sporting season tickets, for example. Now, the two buckets, equally important. However, if you think about it, the first bucket we have no control over. 
we got to pay our utility bills no matter what. The second bucket, however, we can expand and contract as we wish. It's discretionary. We controlled it. That psychologically gives us more freedom, especially in that early part of retirement. It's really important if we retire into a down stock market that we feel we have some flexibility. Look at what happened with people who might have retired in March during the COVID lockdown of 2020. The market went down sharply. What planning can do is keep newly retired people in times like that from saying, oh, now I'm going to have to go out and get another job or I'll have to keep working and not be able to retire. It's about planning. It's about financial plans. And when we say financial plans, we're talking about running countless scenarios and possibilities that include a lot of projections. Absolutely. Planning makes us feel better about this bucket of money we've saved as a whole. It shows that over time, if properly invested, it keeps growing and working for us. So whatever life brings, we have a better understanding of how it impacts our money and our future. So in our last 30 seconds or so, I've got to ask, should we feel guilty if in the first part of retirement we spend more? And please tell me no. <laughs> no, not at all. Just be cognizant of it. People do usually spend more in their first year or so. We call it the go-go years. So even in their first decade. But this is, again, where planning can really help out. Right there. It's about planning. Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning Development, a CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. Thanks for having me. In a recent study, over one-third of millionaires predicted their ability to feel financially secure in retirement is going to take a miracle. At Annex Wealth Management, we believe a plan, not a miracle, will help increase your retirement confidence. Our team of experts gets to work using leading-edge technology to build a comprehensive plan covering investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning. And Annex doesn't have products to push with hidden fees or commissions. There's too much of that already. More planning, less miracles. Build confidence with Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. This segment is Ask Annex. It's where we go to the mailbag at AnnexWealth.com when people click the Ask button and we answer the questions. As always, if you don't want us to use your name, that's fine. In fact, everybody took us up on that. Everybody is anonymous. In the studio, Sarah Kyle, Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Hey. Hi, Danny. And we got Trevor Nargis, Senior Trader, part of the investment team. Welcome to you. Hey, Danny. First one is anonymous. My son has a new job with a 20% increase in pay. He lives frugally. What can he do with the extra income? Well, that 20% increase is really nice. Congrats to your son. But he should make sure he's maxing out his retirement plans, both the employer and the IRA. And if he has extra income after that, I would suggest putting a portion of that extra income into an investment account. And just having that disciplined investment strategy where he's taking a monthly amount and putting it into that account every single month, it'll really pay off in the long run and give him a lot of spending flexibility in the future. Make sure he's paying off any debt he has. And then I would also build an emergency fund. Typically, we like to see three to six months worth of living expenses. Next one, Anonymous. Aren't defense contractors poised to have a strong run? Boy, you'd sure think so, but it's a complicated process. It is a complicated process, and I'm glad that you started it off with that. So on the positive side of things, you know, we're seeing an increase in geopolitical tensions following the war in Ukraine, and I mean, it's still ongoing. This is manifested in Europe looking to increase their defense spending, and that could benefit some of our domestic defense contractors given their expertise in the space. But there's another thing that you got to take into account there. Many of these names are trading at premiums to their historic valuations, so their their valuations have gotten a little up there. We've been following a couple names that we've been keeping an eye on quite closely as potential ads or companies that we find quite interesting, but right now the risk-reward from a valuation standpoint is a little stretched. Now, it doesn't mean that the price couldn't go higher here. They could continue to have a strong run, but from a valuation standpoint, they seem a little stretched. Next one, Anonymous. What's more important, desire for growth or income generation? I plan to retire in 
10 years, I'm getting conflicting advice. Well, you know, we'd love to say it all depends, but both the growth and income generation can be a very important part in different financial contexts. If you have long-term financial goals, such as building wealth, saving for retirement, or achieving financial independence, a desire for growth may be more important. However, if you have those short-term financial goals, such as meeting regular expenses or supplementing your current income, income generation may be more important. So it really depends on your particular situation. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be one size fits all, like you're saying, right? Mm -hmm. You can have different buckets. You can have that growth bucket. You can have that income bucket. And, you know, we talk about it pretty frequently here that it also comes down to your risk capacity versus your risk tolerance. And you can probably change your strategy too later on. You can be growth oriented up until retirement. And then if you feel you want to supplement your income, we can do more of an income generating portfolio. Here's a good one. Is anyone successfully timed the market at least somewhat? If so, who? Let me start with one piece of wisdom here. Let me say that market timing is one, extremely difficult, not super easy at all. But two, many investors have emotions and different signals that come into play. And that can get in the way of putting money to work or taking exposure off the table. And what typically happens for most investors when they try and market time, they end up kind of doing the exact opposite. They end up buying high and selling low as opposed to buying low and selling high. But there are plenty of institutional and professional investors who have timed the market over the course of history. And we could do a whole show on it, but I don't think you'd want me to do that here, Danny. One what we'll focus on here is Jim Simons. Jim Simons founded Renaissance Technologies, the hedge fund. He's a mathematician by trade, specializes in technology, worked on code breaking in the Cold War, things like that. But what Renaissance uses are quantitative models and algorithmic trading to move in and out of different areas in the market. Their medallion fund is their most famous fund, and it's only for employees. But that medallion fund is compounded at 62% annually before fees from 1988 to 2021. They charge a pretty hefty fee given the sophistication of the strategy. So they have time in the market, they continue to do it, but there's a lot of tech that goes on in the background. There's other people who, you know, has been more of kind of a feel and research in certain instances, but there are people who do it. And then there's a whole parade of people who didn't. There's a whole parade of people who try. Yeah. Dave Spano often says timing the market is like trying to, what, catch a falling knife. Final question on Ask Annex. At what age do long-term care policies become unaffordable? Well, the ideal time to buy long-term care insurance is when you are in good health and relatively young. So I would say late 60s is probably pushing it a little bit. But it all depends on your situation and if you can pass the underwriting process. Do you lock prices in when you buy them younger? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. It's yeah. definitely, yeah. Now they have level plans. Long-term care is so much different than it used to be. It used to be where companies could raise the policy premiums so much so that by the time you needed that long-term care, you couldn't afford the premiums. So you pay in for 20 years, and then when you need it, you have to let the policy lapse because you can't afford it anymore. So now there's what's called level premium, and then there's a lot of hybrid policies, that life insurance policies that include long-term care. So a lot of options now. Sarah Kyle, Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks. You're welcome, Danny. Trevor and just Senior Trader. Thank you. Appreciate it, Danny. Barbecues, the line of the grocery store, golf courses, you name it. Annex employees get asked questions at places outside of work. We're going to cover a few next. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? When we talk about team, we do so with various members of our investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning teams who contribute segments that demonstrate our knowledge and ability to help our clients on their way to and through retirement. Amy Bremer, CFP and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to the show. 
Hey, Danny. Thanks for having me. So you're in the thick of things. You're constantly meeting with people who are curious about what Annex Wealth Management can do for them and working with current clients where you're part of the team that helps plan and execute investment and retirement plan, right? Yeah, absolutely. I've been with Annex now for over six years and work with a lot of families on all different types of paths and, and goals for their futures. So being a part of a number of conversations with interested parties or current clients or friends and neighbors, mm-hmm. right? You're on the receiving end of a lot of questions about what you do, I would think. Yeah, it comes up, you know, at the barbecue or, you know, oh man, you work at Annex? You'd be surprised the kind of questions I hear. Let's go through a couple. Okay. Because maybe what you share might help some others and and make them feel like, oh, I'm not alone in all this, right? Absolutely. Cool. And the first up is, is you told me that people ask you, what's the next hot stock? Yeah, everyone's looking for the next new Amazon or the new it thing that they can buy on the cheap and ride it on the way up. But I tell them that's not what I do and that's really not what Annex does. We really focus on financial planning and setting goals and helping you achieve them. So investing and having a diversified portfolio is just one part of that overall financial plan. You're right. That's not what we do. It's the bigger plan. Mm -hmm. Another question you get asked is, how am I or we doing compared to our peers? Does that mean like, okay, so your neighbors are asking, you know, how are we stacking up with everybody else you deal with? Yeah, the neighbors or even existing clients or folks that come to us to interview us to become their new financial professional team. And that's a difficult question to answer because it depends. It depends. It depends on how much your family spends every year. It depends on how much you've saved for your retirement. It depends on if you want to retire early or work longer. It's not so clear cut. And, you know, does it even matter how people are compared? I mean, this is like keeping up with the Joneses or something like that. Yeah. One, it doesn't really matter how you're doing against your peers. What matters is what you want in retirement and are you working towards achieving your specific goal? Are you saving enough? Are you planning enough with a professional? Amy Bremer is a CFP and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. She's part of this great team that works on behalf of our clients for investment and retirement planning. A lot of conversations and answers a lot of questions. We're going over a few that she shared with me. Next up, people say, I don't know what I have. Is it even good? Boy, that's typical. Dave Spano talks about that all the time. Know what you own. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, Danny. You know, when you're in the backyard barbecue holding a beer while your husband's on the grill, people are asking you these questions and I don't know what these families have. So I say to them, well, you know, I don't know if it's good, but let's get together and let's look at it. And that's the power of working with a professional team like Annex is we can analyze that for you and make sure either confirm for you that you are on the right track or help you pivot and adjust to get you on a better track. Yeah. And we talk about that free portfolio analysis and many times Randy and his team will talk about we like this this and this and that that and that could probably be a little better so it is about that portfolio review here's another one that Amy gets I know I'm supposed to save in my 401k and I am but I don't know what I'm doing yeah that's a tough one too because think if you're a nurse at a hospital and your area of expertise is medicine and caring for you know NICU children or whatnot you don't know a lick about what to pick for investing and it's so confusing and it's so overwhelming so I get that a lot you know I don't know what I'm doing so then I say, well, let's look at it. Yeah. Let's look at it together. Let's collaborate. And I personally, in my role as a wealth manager, I can identify some of those things, but I rely heavily on our investment team. Those are the guys watching Bloomberg charts all day long, reading all about the next new things and doing the investment picking in our client portfolios. Those are my experts. So I work with them 
to help families set their 401k portfolios to match the risk that they have with their existing accounts. Here's the last one, and I love this one. My kids need help, but they won't listen to mom and dad. Can you talk to my kids? So you'd be the, what, cool aunt? Yeah, Yeah. I am the cool aunt. My brother's got five kids. I love it. Yes, it is so hard with a kid-parent relationship. You know, the kids are asserting their independence. They don't need mom and dad. Mom and dad love their kids to the moon, and they want to set them up right. But there's just weird friction when it comes to kids and parents. So a lot of the families that I work with now on the cusp of retirement or in retirement, their kids are graduating college and starting their first careers. Lots of questions about paying off student loan debt, how to pick benefits, what's the difference between a high deductible health insurance plan and a HSA, and what do you mean I get long-term disability from work? What's that? They find that by asking me to talk to their kids, it's a neutral party. The children are more apt to listen to the advice. And I tell you, Danny, I love working with those young professionals because a few good decisions in your early to mid-20s could potentially set up set you up for life. You know, there's a lot of questions and there's a lot of answers and there's a lot at stake. So rather than avoid asking questions that we just heard, especially if you're afraid you might sound uninformed, it's okay. Annex Wealth Management takes a lot of time to listen to our clients and those interested in engaging a fee-only fiduciary partner. Amy Bremer, CFP and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. A delight to have you. I hope you come back again. Thank you. My pleasure, Danny. Take care. If the only tool you have is a hammer, everything you fix looks like a nail. Same thing goes for some annuity sales. Need help with tax planning? Maybe you need an annuity. Recession coming? Have you tried an annuity? Retirement planning? You get the picture. Sometimes you need more than a one-tool solution. It's time for serious fee-only fiduciary planning from Annex Wealth Management. Our in-house team of experts will offer you a rigorously tested plan built just for you. Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News with Robert Chastain, Branch Director, Wealth Manager, Annex Wealth Management, Southwest Florida. Hey, Robert. Hi, Danny. How are you? Good. So you're one of those loud pickleball players, huh? Well, uh, I might well, be, you know. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's save that to the end of this conversation, all right? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to talk about that because this apparently is a thing. Um, we're going to talk about the fact that Jerome Powell, the Fed chairman, talked about in the battle against inflation there's probably going to be some job losses and we're going to talk about just kind of maybe being prepared because it doesn't hurt. Layoffs are starting to be in the news a little bit more. As I look at this list that we're going to go through, these are just kind of sound financial planning things anyway, but let's go over them just to make sure that folks are ready. And Robert, the first one is, is you take stock of your savings and your sources of liquidity. That's something anybody does normally, right? Well, you would hope so, Danny, but if you get the odd man out feeling or odd person out feeling, uh, at your current employment, just make sure that you know where all of all of your funds are. They're readily available. The other one is to focus on debt pay down. That's always a good idea. There's good debt, there's bad debt, and I guess top of the list for bad debt is is get those credit cards paid down. Well, the credit cards usually carry the highest interest rates. I would always focus on the highest interest first because that's costing you the most. But here's something else that you could do. First off, if you do lose your job, call your creditors 
and inform them and they will work with you. They may give you a reduced payment or an interest only payment, but don't surprise them. That's the one thing that your uh, creditors do not want to be surprised that you just stop making payment. We're with Robert Chastain, Branch Director, Wealth Manager, Annex Wealth Management, Southwest Florida. Layoffs occurring more frequently doesn't hurt to be prepared. How about putting a budget together? Well, hopefully you have some type of budget to begin with. If you do happen to find yourself on the outs, first thing you have to drop is all the nice-to-haves. Circle the have-to-haves, gas for your car, heater air for your house, food for your family. Everything else should be dropped until you find gainful employment. It should be pretty easy if you do have a budget to pick those things out. If you can separate everything into two categories, if you lose your job, nice to have, have to haves, the nice to haves get left behind while you're searching for future employment. Next up, review and understand your employer benefits, and this would probably mean COBRA, right? The health insurance? Get in contact with the HR department, find out what the COBRA rules are, find out what the cost is. And maybe you need to shop that around with the Obamacare. That could be cheaper. And our final point, review your resume and professional connections. And I guess that means just tuning things up. Maybe, you know, working your network, getting current on LinkedIn. I actually have a interesting one here for all the folks out there. First off, get yourself on LinkedIn. Tune up your resume. And you know what? You can use ChatGPT to help you tune up your resume. I did it for one of my daughters two weeks ago, and it was amazing the results that came out of it. The other thing you might want to do is contact a few headhunters. Just ask them what the uh, landscape looks like and, you know, what your chances are of landing employment. ChatGPT both fascinates me and terrifies me. Uh, I use it from time to time. Boy, it's something, isn't it? It it wrote a very good resume for my daughter, Danny. (laughs) Very nice. Okay, before we let you go, number one, how do we get a hold of you if somebody just wants to call? You can reach me directly at 239-350-6363. Okay, good. And then let's talk pickleball. I'll tell you, back in the day, I did a lot of tennis, did a lot of racquetball in the 80s. My knees won't let me play pickleball, and it looks so much fun. I know you're pretty serious. What's the deal with the noise? You know, they use either a Onyx ball or a Franklin ball, X40. And coming off those hard paddles, it makes a pretty good clap. And the courts that are around houses, you do kind of feel for those people. I play at East Naples or I play at Veterans Park, and there aren't houses around. So you don't really have that issue. But I do know a few uh, developments that are staunchly <laughs> against them. And for all you folks, the U.S. Open, uh, get on down to East Naples. There's going to, you know, all 64, se- however many 74 courts they have will be bristling for the next 7 to 10 days. Do you think HOAs would fight people putting in courts at their houses? Yes and no. Because uh, if I actually know a few people down here in Pelican Bay that have them. They do get a lot of complaints. And Pelican Bay as a HOA does not have any pickleball courts, which is mind-boggling compared to how many developments do have them. So we talked a little financial planning, but we talked a little bit of pickleball because that's the way we roll. Well, you know, us, us referees got to stay in shape off season, you know, got to keep it moving. That's right. Robert Chastain, Branch Director, Wealth Manager, Annex Wealth Management, Southwest Florida. Thanks for jumping on. Thank you, Danny. 
Hey, how much insurance do you need? We hear the question a lot. Got a great segment with one of our financial planning guys, and we'll do that next on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. Inflation isn't going away anytime soon. As the cost of everything from food to vacations to your electric bill rises, you may be wondering if your retirement plans are still on track. Inflation is a silent wealth killer. You won't hear an alarm when prices rise, but you might feel alarm as you try to plan your future. It's also one of the top reasons 80% of Americans are feeling stressed about their finances. Annex Wealth Management can help. It starts at AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. From there, Annex Wealth Management's in-house team of planners will prepare your wealth metric, a snapshot of where you are and where you're headed. Wealth metric isn't a sales tool. Annex is a fee-only fiduciary, so there are no products to push. Instead, you'll get an honest assessment of your current state and a realistic plan to reach your goals. If you're concerned about how inflation may be affecting your retirement date or how you're planning to spend your retirement, visit AnnexWealth.com today. Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? You might have grappled with the question, how much life insurance do I need? Not enough, and according to the commercials, a family might be in jeopardy if you pass, but is there a point when you more or less are self-insured and you might not need it? Let's dig in. And to talk about it, somebody highly qualified on both a professional and personal level, Eric Strom, financial planning manager and CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Eric. Hi, Danny. Well, besides your professional training, you're also a husband and a father. So I figured you'd be perfect for this segment. Yes. And life insurance has been on our mind because we have a six-week-old baby right now. And so we <laughs> having a new child, you know, it's you always think about these things. And really, if you think about your financial life as a pyramid, the baby base of that pyramid is having your estate planning documents in order, having all of the appropriate insurances that you need, and having an emergency fund of three to six months of your expenses. And I believe that you've got to get those three things checked off before you can really move up the pyramid. How much insurance do you need is a tough question. I'm going to guess there's not a real correct answer, right? Well, there are rules of thumb, but you have to ask yourself, do I have kids or others who are financially dependent on me? How old am I and how close to retirement am I? It's a little bit more complicated than some of these rules of thumb. If you go to Google and you put in how much insurance do I need, you're going to be inundated with solicitations for insurance. It's going to look like the results, but the first page and a half or two are actually going to be ads. What I found after after further digging is a couple of rules of thumb I'd like to run by you. And the first, I guess, is super simple. It's you multiply your income by 10 to find out how much coverage you need. Does that work? It's not a bad starting point. And honestly, it's a lot better than many people do because many folks are simply uninsured entirely. I'm a fan of something that's slightly more complicated than just taking your income and multiplying by 10. I'm a fan of 12 times your income and then rounding that to the nearest $250,000. So still a very simple rule of thumb. You're not getting into the whole, am I paying for college and the mortgage? But that gets you, I think, a little bit closer. Here's another rule of thumb. Buy 10 times your income plus $100,000 per child for college expenses. How is that one? It's better. But if you're going to go down that road of considering college expenses, well, maybe you want to also consider your existing debts, like a mortgage. And while you're at it, maybe you also want to consider your existing assets and income streams that would survive you if you were to pass. I think that these rules of thumb are a great starting point, but there are actually worksheets available, Danny, where you can fill in your income and your age, retirement age mortgage balances and college and all that type of thing. And so what I did personally, 
I kind of thought about that 10 to 12 times your income. And I filled out one of these worksheets and kind of arrived at a blended number around there. It's interesting you mentioned that because that's number three. It's this thing called the dime formula. And I guess it would be kind of work sheet-ish. Dime is D-I-M-E, which is debt, income, mortgage, and education. That's closer to what you were talking about. Oh, definitely. I think that the important part is you want to think about your circumstances, right? If you're five years away from retirement, you have a much smaller life insurance need than someone like me. I'm in my late 30s, have a six-year-old and a six-week-old. So for me, there's a tremendous need for life insurance, right? And so I might need a higher multiple than someone whose kids are already grown up and you're three years from retirement. Someone like that may have very little or no life insurance need, even though they still have an income. So you can see how the income multiplier isn't always going to be that perfect solution. Yeah, there's not one size fits all. In fact, this is something we do for our clients, right? We look hard at their insurance. Oh, yeah, we definitely do. Now, we do not sell life insurance at Annex at all. However, we analyze hundreds of life insurance policies that our clients already have every single year. So we have a very active work that we're doing there. And so we're definitely helping people with how do you handle your existing life insurance as well as how much life insurance do you ultimately need at this time? Turning things around. Is there a point when somebody doesn't need life insurance? Well, this is the big conversation. So it's not as simple as an income multiplier. The older you are, the closer you are to retirement. Typically, your need for life insurance declines. And for some people, your need for long-term care insurance might actually increase. It really depends, though, on your circumstance. Again, we always say we're really big fans of saving for your financial future. If you've reached retirement and you've managed to save really well, you might be self-insured for long-term care insurance and life insurance. You might not need any insurance at all at that point. However, for some folks, you might have that long-term care insurance need as you get into retirement. You know, when you Google it, how much insurance do I need? You're going to be overwhelmed and you name it, it has been invented. There's term, there's whole life, there's universal life, there's index universal life, variable, variable universal. I mean, it's a huge list. Remember this. That is the big list that you just mentioned. And But many people's life insurance needs are temporary and can be met by lower cost, temporary term life insurance. That list you just mentioned, most of those are permanent cash value life insurance policies that combined investing and insurance together, which can be very expensive. Now, cash value policies can be very appropriate. For example, in the world of long-term care insurance, some of the best options include some of these cash value style policies. However, you really want to get multiple opinions if you're thinking about doing one of those types of policies you were just listing, which are, again, those are those cash value permanent policies. Get a second opinion with those because they're very expensive and oftentimes have a long obligation to them. It can be complex for investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. Annex does it as a fee-only fiduciary. Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Eric Strom, Financial Planning Manager, CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. Thanks, Danny. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. 
Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Looking back on this last hour, one of my favorite segments was our Hear the Difference segment, and that's where an Annex client shared his story. Still in the studio is Brandon Lehman, a director of branch development, CFP, and a wealth manager. And Brandon, within that segment, he was a physician, ran a group, did a bunch of different things. That is not an unusual circumstance for a client of Annex Wealth Management. Yeah, you're correct. You, we see this all the time in, in many different segments. So the first being the doctors, right? We Where we are located in what we've ran into between all the different areas we have offices, you start to see physicians coming out and saying, hey, I've, I've been my whole life earning this, saving for this, it's time to retire, but it's incredibly complex. How can you guys help me? And what's so amazing about Annex is having the different teams of individuals that have actually spent a substantial amount of time in those areas, or they have spouses that are in those areas so they can bring in the knowledge, they can assist with the planning, they can look at it. But there are other areas too. You start to think business owners and executives executives and all the different areas, Annex can make it incredibly impactful. I know that one of your sweet spots is talking to business owners. You really enjoy that because these people have blood, sweat, and tears invested and have worked and worked and worked. And probably financial planning is not their number one thing, but they get to a certain point and they certainly need it and with business transitions. Undoubtedly, it's one of the most complex areas to plan in. And in my opinion, one of the most enjoyable areas to plan in. And and the reason is there's so many moving parts. And when you have a team and you have the estate team and the tax team and the financial planning team, we bring all those heads together and we sit down. There is a, an individual and a business that we've worked with where they had stepped in new ownership and it was so new to them. They didn't know. They knew how to run the business. They knew how to run it successfully and take it over from the last generation. But they didn't know all the ins and outs of how do you plan. Nor should they be expected to. Without a doubt. And that's what I actually explained to their spouse many times. They they seem a little overwhelmed and they go, well, how is this working? This doesn't make sense. So let's tackle this first. And typically it's taxes, right? That is the biggest one. Let's tackle taxes. What does this mean? How do we handle it? How do we prepare for it? How do we look at it? In most of these situations, especially the more complex planning, we're looking at taxes every quarter. And we're not looking backwards. We're looking ahead. We're, okay, what does the business seem to be on pace for? The net revenue that'll pass through depending on how it's set up. What are you on pace for? How do we budget for that? Okay, this is what it means. We should adjust quarterlies. And now working with your CPA, this is where it is so important, where we will talk with your CPA. We'll send the data over and say, this is what we see. You see the same thing? And they'll go, yep, we're all good. Or no, I'm seeing this. Let's talk about that. That's what's incredibly important. We've talked about different types of clients with Annex Wealth Management. We talked about physicians, talked about business owners. How about executives, C-suite level? Yeah, so that is a whole nother ballgame that I truly enjoy. And the reason I enjoy it, because of complexity, right? Complexity is what just piques the human interest. And when you look at C-suite executives, senior vice presidents, areas where they start to get those complex compensation packages. That's what's key. It It's what does this mean to me? How does it all fit? And they're really good at their job. I, I think of a local corporation where their senior leaders are amazing at their job and they look at their comp plan and just throw their hands up and go, I have no idea. Right. And, and when you work with them, you say, okay, this is what it means. And in the army, we have a term where we, we call it break it down Barney style, right? So it's so simple. Well, we break it down. We say this, this, and we compartmentalize it and we lay it out and they go, I get it. That makes sense. And then you plan off of that. You start to say, okay, long-term, this is what it means. This is how you do it. This is what we should be considering. But the same thing for executives. We're looking at their pay stubs, basically April 30th, June 30th, September 30th, and then in the middle of December. And when you have non-qualifieds, RSUs, 
PSAs, all these complex additional compensation tools, we need to track that. And we do track that with multiple scenarios. You mentioned the complexity and the challenge. And really, this is why we build the team so deeply. Our investment committee is deep. The retirement planning team, super deep. Our tax planning team is deep. The estate planning team is deep. Yeah, and that depth is what gives us the ability to sit down and go to such great lengths to make sure that you're taken care of. And when you finally say, I am done, we can have a plan for you. Brandon Lehman is Director of Branch Development, CFP, and a Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. We are up for the challenge. If you heard a situation that maybe sounds like you, put us to the test. Yeah, that would be amazing. It starts at AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Before we go... This weekend's Axiom is going to have a question, and we need your help on it. If you subscribe to the Axiom, you're going to see a poll question in there. If you're already in retirement, what do you know now that you wish you knew before? We are deeply interested in any kind of wisdom, any kind of observation that you can share. That would be a lot of fun, and it's probably going to be helpful for somebody else. We're going to have this on a future segment on the show. And again, that's in this weekend's Axiom. That is it for this week. We sure thank you for listening. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday at noon right here at 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.